Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Late Night Mike and Mike Show. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Westbrook, and I'm with co-host Dallas Mike. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, actually. Uh, you know what time it is. Yeah, it's recap time. Yeah, it's beer time. Oh, yep. Beer 32. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, we just had a crazy week of football, and I know we didn't get to predict. Um, once again, our schedules were just so busy last week. Uh, I was finishing up, you know, a crazy week of, you know, crazy last week of uh, of haunting because it was October because I work at a haunted house thing. And so uh, you saw that photo yeah, I sent you hard. of that house that I uh, I was showing to my clients where yeah, the roof. Yeah, that was that was awful. <laughs> I mean, we just had such crazy work weeks. I mean, you know, we obviously we don't make money off the podcast. You know, if if we were able to make a living off of it, maybe we you and I could quit our our full time jobs. But, you know, so. Sometimes we have to put the podcast second, you know. Well, I think that's uh, with life. So, uh, yep, you know, we're not pro life. football players. We're not making millions. You know, we're not out here doing yeah. that. So uh, yeah, we're not on ESPN either. So we've got to or or make for a that matter, have fun. yeah, we're not on satellite radio. Although that would yeah. be cool. That would be super cool. I don't know how to get into that, but I think that would be super cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you know, we just had week eight. Um, you know, why don't so why don't we talk about week a little bit but first uh we wanted to talk let's see yeah so yeah we're gonna recap the some of the crazy games that we had um did you have a game that you want to start off with first or did you want me to go first with a, a game that kind of stood stood out to you well I, th I think uh the game that stood out the most to me obviously was the undefeated cardinals losing to green bay uh, Kyler Murray just did not look his best. DeAndre Hopkins just, he did not have a good game. Uh, you know, he kept having his, his leg injury. And obviously there were a lot of people that, uh, you know, Arizona, uh, you know, wanted them to win and, and keep their, their mm -hmm. reign going. Um, but then at the same time, I mean, you know, there were a lot of, there were quite a few penalties in that game and, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It was just, uh, it, it was a close one. So that was, you know, it was a good game to watch, uh, especially for a Thursday night matchup. I don't know. I guess, uh, there were, there were some other good games during the week, but I think that's the one that really kind of stuck out the most to me. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, that was, that was definitely one of the games I wanted to bring up. Cause I mean, that was one of the many upsets of the week. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of just a weird, weird week for football right um you know you have the undefeated team finally losing which we haven't seen a team go undefeated and win the super bowl since i think 72 dolphins right that was the year um you know so when you have something like that you just you don't expect it to happen all that often the last team to really go undefeated and go to a super bowl was the was the patriots i think that was either 2011 or the 2007 three six i can't remember all of a sudden it like just spaced as soon as i started talking about it but you know it's it's just really hard nowadays to go undefeated in this league because it's just such a tight race especially in the nfc and so i think uh, a lot of it had to do with that injury that uh that kyler murray is trying to deal with but also aj green in the end i mean that was just a bonehead why are you not doing your job kind of play uh that he gave up you know if he turned his head and even missed the catch he could have at least stopped it from getting intercepted and you know and given him a yeah. chance so i mean it's just one of those things like you know it, it's just a stroke of bad luck you know it was unlucky uh but other than that you know uh you can't ask for a better game it, it was a really good game just too many penalties i think 
Um, well, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my boy Avo that uh, is a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan uh, because we were having a conversation where obviously I wanted Arizona to win, um, and and I really wanted DeAndre Hopkins not to be hurt because I was trying to get points because you know we we I wanted to win yeah, fantasy this yeah. week and I did yeah. so I'm happy about that. Um, but you know I was I was not happy with that start, uh, especially just with the fact that. I mean, you know, Zach Ertz had like eight and a half points and then Hopkins only had like eight and a half points. So that made me nervous to start my week. Uh, and he was sitting there, you know, rooting against the Cardinals because he was like, oh, I, you know, I need Tampa Bay to, you know, get whatever type of lead they can, uh, you know, to get to another Super Bowl. And I need Arizona to lose. You know, I need them in, in the one loss category. So they'll be tied with Tampa Bay. And then wouldn't you know it on Sunday, Tampa Bay falls to new orleans yeah that you know that's just one of those things that like you well, don't i had really to rub it in his face to that one no you, know, you like, don't but i had to rub it in his face because he rooted so hard against arizona and uh you know he, he was talking about how oh, well tampa bay you know they're going to beat new orleans and uh you know i need arizona to lose and then i mean what mm -hmm. a game i mean can you can you really expect the saints you know, to win a game where they didn't have James Winston, they didn't have Taysom Hill. You know, they're literally playing Trevor Simeon, the guy who failed at the Broncos. You know, and then he walked up and was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna do just good enough uh, to uh, keep the Saints ahead in the game." You know, it's just one of those things. Like, it, it was just a wild game. Uh, you know, it was wild from start to finish. Uh, the fact that you know, Tampa just looked off on offense. Their, their offense just looked like it was starting slow that night for whatever reason. Uh, not that the saints defense looked good, but like they couldn't connect, you know, Brady couldn't connect with his receivers. Uh, and then the second half, you know, it got a lot better. Um, and then obviously we know at the end, you know, Tom Brady threw the pick six and stuff and then made it impossible to come back at that point. But it's well, just one of those, James you know, Winston one of those started moments. off. James Winston yes, started off strong. Uh, very sorry to hear he got that he got, yeah, that he got hurt. He's, uh, I think they said he's going to be out for the season at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but he started yeah. off six for ten on fifty-six yards and a touchdown with a hundred and eight passer rating, uh, which was fantastic. Um, but you know that's definitely definitely a big deal there. I think this could open the door, obviously, for uh, Taysom Hill to show that mm -hmm. if he wants to be a, a, a you know a franchise quarterback like he said he did you know uh, or he was going to leave new orleans a while back you know i think this would be the time to prove it um oh, yeah but i just i realistically don't see it and i think that's going to hurt because obviously the saints aren't going to want to get rid of him because he's such a threat you know in in everything that he does um and so i i, I think that's going to be weird for him because i don't think the saints are going to want to get rid of him but i don't know that there's really any teams that are you know going to give him that shot uh, so I, it's a bad situation for him. So that makes it rough. But I, I mean, New Orleans came out, you know, they were playing at home. Uh, it's definitely hard to go into that Superdome there in, you know, New Orleans. And um, I don't know. I mean, uh, Tom Brady, yeah, he just, he wasn't hitting his, uh, wasn't hitting his targets. He had two interceptions and three sacks mm -hmm. for a loss of 25 yards. I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely a rough, a rough game for him. Um, that, uh, that new Orleans defense looked pretty strong. Yeah. It, you know, it, it was strong. You know, I didn't want to take away from their defense. You know, I just, I think that Buccaneers are having, you know, some of their 
weird moments where they just do this, you know, like we saw it last season. We saw it, we're seeing it, you know, every so often this season where they just have these games of, you know, why aren't you connecting with the receivers and things like that? And, and so, uh, you know, the Orleans, New Orleans defense did well, you know, they, they sacked him three times for 25 yards, got those two interceptions, which are huge. Um, you know, it's just one of those things you know, that when everything comes together at the end of the game, you realize it's not just one person's mistake. It was the whole team's fault. And so, you know, New Orleans played well. They got that that win that they needed to really, you know, secure a higher spot in that division um, because, you know, the Panthers started out really strong, you know, and so they needed to surpass them. And so this was a pivotal game for New Orleans. I don't think it's a pivotal game for Tampa Bay by any means. You know, they're still first no, it's in the division. Not. They're still second or so in the NFC. You know, so they're not really worried, uh, I don't think. And so I think they just need to get back to whatever they're doing. Well, and you um, know, uh, this is something that I think we were going to... No, it doesn't look like it's in our, our notes here, but it should have been uh, for the news section. But I want to bring it up because we're talking about it. Mark Ingram made his return back to the Saints. And... Um, had a pretty good game. I mean, on receiving end, he had two receptions for 25 yards, which was nice. Um, and then in the running room, you know, he had six carries for 27 yards. So he didn't get a touchdown, but I'd like to think that he probably enjoyed being back in New Orleans. Uh, I would definitely rather have been there and got that win over Tampa Bay than being stuck with Houston, who's, you know. Losing again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that struggle bus is real for Houston. Um, but I, I think I mean, that they was did it to themselves. So yeah, they did, you but I'm just really saying, yeah, I'm just saying though. I mean, it, it definitely was, uh, one of those pieces there though, that I, uh, I think, you know, he's definitely got to be happy coming back. Um, you yeah, know, no, it's, it's one of those things I know. I know he's probably happy to be there because Alvin Kamara was on, you know, on Twitter and whatever, and was like super stoked to get him back. So, you know, it's always good to have your teammates back that you really liked before. And he worked really well down there. And so it'll be interesting to see that dynamic again of having a real power back, whereas Kamara is not that kind of guy. You know, he's not like Derrick Henry where he can just push you to the floor. Uh, you know, he's a lot more finesse and he's a lot more pretty and he's really quick. And so, you know, it's one of those things they needed at Mark Ingram. And I think he's going to bring that dynamic that's going to allow the Saints to make a real push in that wild card, uh, you know, hunt for the playoffs kind of kind of position. So. Okay, I got to ask you a question that I just thought of. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought of something. Okay. All right. So one of the games this week that absolutely blew me away, the New York Jets take over the Cincinnati Bengals. Crazy. And that game game and the Pats versus the Chargers game. I mean, both of those games were just mind-boggling. I got to ask, though. So your boy is out. You know, I, I know I know you love him. But the fact that Mike White comes in and goes 37 for 45, 405 yards. So he did have three touchdowns with two interceptions. But I mean, is there a chance, do you think, he, if, if he could keep this up, um, or even if he, he takes a slight decline on some of that, but he doesn't throw the interceptions, do you think that he could dethrone him potentially to be the, the starting guy? I don't think so. I mean, it's one of those things like I, I definitely think if he keeps up doing this well, um, I don't think we're going to see them still win a bunch more games, right? Obviously. Um, Zach Wilson is is looking to make a comeback, you know, in the next three to four weeks, right? I, I think. Uh, I think it was two to four weeks. Maybe it was four to six. Um, so I think he's going to come back in the top end of those of that time slot. But I think if he's doing, 
you know, Mike White's doing that that well. I think they'll push back his his return time because you know we're getting to the end of the season. It's not like they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they have no chance. You know, so what's really the point uh, at this point to uh, to win other than the fact that you'd maybe want a mid round pick instead of earlier? But you know, at this point, it's kind of better to just take your losses, do decently well, tell upper management, and say, hey, we're going to just you know lose the rest of the season get a, maybe another win or two and then just get a good draft pick and then do better next season. You know, but I would not be surprised if they say, Hey Zach, you know, you're back in four weeks. Let's make it five or six. You get really healthy. And at the same time, you'll practice. We'll get you to do those things that we need you as a veteran player to do, you know, because you don't see Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson or, um, or uh, big Ben making these weird plays of like, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it the it, they look constantly rushed. They look like they're not comfortable. They look nervous. They look scared. You know, these rookies constantly are doing these things, and we've mentioned it many times. Um, I think they'll take this time and they'll say, okay, now it's time because we've signed your your QB coach from college. We've signed him to finish off the year with us. We're gonna have him work with you. We're gonna make sure that he's teaching you how to be calm and cool and collected in the pocket so that you're not making. Uh, deep throws when you don't need to be, and you're not making the short throws when you do have the deep ones open. You know, we see Justin Fields doing that when he's, you know, he's got a deep guy wide open, nobody's around him, and then he decides to rush or or just dink it off to, you know, a two-yard pass. Um, and it's just one of those things. I think they'll take that time to, to teach him that, but I don't think he'll lose his starting spot by any means. Um, I think New York really realized that it's their fault of protecting him and allowing him to have the time needed to make good throws and not need to be so rushed, but it is a, it is a good mix of his fault and theirs. So I think they're going to work on that while he's out uh, and just really trying to train him. Well, some good competition there definitely couldn't hurt. Um, And I also, I also slightly wondered though, if uh, part of bringing that, you know, his quarterback coach in and actually putting him on the staff means that they're also going to use him on Mike white to try to, if they could get some extra wins in, you know, with him in, you know, that he, you know, he could learn some things too. Um, I, I hate I mean, to make any, this comparison, any, but I almost feel like their situation is starting like as far as, you know, their quarterbacks where like, yes, Mike White had a really good week this week, but in general, you know, where, where's he going to be at? It almost makes me wonder if they're going to turn into a Denver situation. Like with Peyton Manning? No, I mean with uh, their current situation with uh Bridgewater oh, and Bridgewater and yeah, yeah, gotcha. Just because it's mean, one of those things where it's like, arguably, at least at, at the point where he's at now, because we've seen him make all the mistakes, and yeah, he definitely, you know, looked like he was getting better before, you know, the injury and everything. But it almost just kind of makes me wonder if they're like just both so neck and neck, like, hey, do, you know, does this almost become a point where it's like a point of contention where you're like, hey, maybe one guy starts this week and then you know, and they, you know. Maybe they try to alter, you know, or I don't know. I think I think most teams realize that that's a really bad method to have is to switch off QBs, right? I don't think anybody thinks that's a good idea. And also, you know, also to kind of just refute that, you know, Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft, whereas Drew Locke was round two, uh, you know. Well, no, I'm not. So it's not it's, so much about the draft the, pick, like, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at how yeah. they're how have they played lately, that's just, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, you know. Uh, when you look at college, you know, it's always about you play who's hot. And if Mike White is, is let's say he, he he keeps where he's at right now, like he had this game with 405 yards, you know, and he keeps this pace, 
you know, would you want to throw Zach Wilson back in or would you stick with a hot Mike White? You know, so that, that's where I'm at with it is, is really the deal there. I mean, if he, you know, if he's making a run, you don't want to just, you know, bench him just because your guy yeah. comes back and you don't know of where course. he's going to be at. I mean, I think it's going to be a good solid mix of, are you healthy enough? Is it time to really bring you back in? And is Mike White still still well, doing well? Uh, they've got a good next stretch of games. They've got to play the Colts. Uh, they've got to play the Bills. And then they've got to play the Dolphins. Um, I think those will be good tests for Mike White. Uh, you know, obviously the Bengals, they don't have the best defense in the league or anything. Um, arguably, Zach Wilson has had to play some pretty tough defenses. And so, you know, we'll get to see whether or not Mike White is for real or if, or if, you know, it was just the Bengals. You know, did the Bengals flop? And so that's really where I'm going to be looking. Uh, I don't think you can make the assumption after one game. And I know you're not making that, obviously. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. It, it will be interesting. And I think it'll depend on quite a few things. And so we'll just have to keep our eye on that one. Um, now, I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, so prior to this week, right, Justin Herbert, real deal? Or is he kind of like a, a pretender? You know, is he is he a solid well, quarterback going to be like a future. I don't want to say future. I think, Patrick Holmes, I think he's a solid he quarterback. Be a staple quarterback. No, I think he's a yeah. solid quarterback. Now, I so mean, you, when so you go in his name for the next 12 to 15 years, you know, and he's going to be a starter. Well, I don't know. I, obviously, the longevity, that's hard to say. Of course. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. There's just about. so many injuries. To Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. We've had these guys for so long. I mean, you know, it's just like, are we going to see Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? Like these guys, are they going to stay starters? For you know their career, or are they going to falter at the end and then become? Oh, I think the, I think I think he'll be a starter. Um, uh, you know, unless he become you know one of those injury guys. Um, yeah. my thing here is though, I mean, like when you look at the Patriots and this Chargers game, obviously Justin Herbert did not have the most fantastic game. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions. He did take three sacks, and um, mm-hmm. you know, but if you at the flip side of it, Mac Jones didn't have any touchdowns or interceptions, and he did take one sack. Uh, but like when you go back and look at that game, like Damian Harris, their running back, he had a really good game that week. Um, I mean, you know, just it was it was one of those games where, you know, arguably looking at this, um, the kickers did quite a bit, and uh, it's just it's one of those pieces. I think that was a tough week for them. We've seen the Charger, you know, they are four and three, right? You know, we, we've seen them had good games. You know, they did well against Washington. They did lose to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are looking good. Uh, they did play good against the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Browns, but then, you know, they fall back and struggle to the Ravens, and then, you know, you play the Patriots, where, you know, the one thing that everybody always says is that Bill Belichick loves to disguise things, and uh, Justin Herbert, I think, is still young enough that he's not completely immune Um and I mean, there there were some moments where, you know, like Mike Williams, he just did not have his regular game. Uh, I think that was a big deal there. Um, Austin Eckler, you know, he looked good, but he, again, wasn't at his normal, you know, his normal level. And, uh, you oh, know, I mean, Keenan Austin Eckler did have 124 yards total. Well, and a touchdown. So I will say he did pretty well. It was Keenan Allen, I think, that didn't have a, as good of a game as he probably should have. But yeah. again, I think I think a lot well, of that's going to rely on Justin Herbert's throwing ability against a Bill Belichick defense like that. Uh, the reason I say Austin Eckler didn't have his his usual game is just because uh, his running game. Uh, you know, he's a running back. Obviously, he does go out there. He does do quite a bit on the receiving end. But I'm just saying, from his running end, uh, I think his long was like 28 yards, which is obviously still fantastic. 
uh, you know, but it just, it didn't, like, his pace felt hampered by uh, New England. Uh, he did really good in the receiving end this week, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, he did, uh, he did have 60 receiving yards. Um, but I don't know, just, I, uh, it was just kind of one of those pieces. I felt like Austin Eckler was just a little bit hampered this week by the New England defense. Um, who, which, you know, we talked about this before that New England defense is still a really good defense. Um, yes. And so it's just, it's one of those things, you know, Bill Belichick loves to disguise things. Um, I think this was kind of an off week for him. If you go back and you and you start to look at who the Chargers have left, uh, you know, they have to play the Eagles, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Bronx, uh, Giants. They got to play the Chiefs again and the Bronx again. So it's just kind of one of those pieces. I think uh, as we get in really to the next four games, I think that's where we're going to see kind of a – we'll see what the pace really is for him this season because obviously, like I said, he, he started out, you know, a bit stronger at the beginning of the season and then – uh, it is, you know, an extended season. And so I think we'll kind of see the pace there. I do think he will be a, you know, a longstanding quarterback. Um, obviously, I hope to see that he gets some success more than, you know, Philip Rivers did uh, in his time with the Chargers. Um, but I mean, you know, he is still young. Uh, I think he's doing good for, you know, being as young as he is. Uh, there's a lot of quarterback, you know, it's a, it's a tough Testament to be a longstanding quarterback. Um, it, I mean, if you look obviously at, at Tom Brady, I mean, he, there's a reason why he's considered the goat. And then you start to look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why he's been around so long. I mean, um, and then you factor in like drew, um, you could, like, you know, if you want to factor some of those guys in, I mean, they just have something that other guys don't, but they also had a lot of good team, you know, teams built around them. Um, so I think if you want to say like, oh, well, you know, for Justin Herbert is if he's going to have that longevity, um, long-term, do you think that the chargers are, you know, they're going to have a, a team built around him? I mean, that's kind of hard to say when you start getting into those injuries. I mean, um, you know, we just talked about it, uh, you know, look at, uh, what happened to Jameis Winston. I mean, he arguably still has, you know, a, a decent line around him, but, you know, he gets, you know, driven down and uh, all of a sudden, you know, he, you know, he's got an injury and look at Tony Romo. Yeah. He played a long time, but I mean, he just had so many injuries over his career. If he had either maybe not had, you know, his glass shoulder or maybe if that line could have just bought him some extra time in there, uh, you know, maybe maybe Tony Romo could have had a few extra years there. So, um I don't know. I think the the quarterback position is interesting. We're kind of getting into this new young gun era, or the uh, era, you know, Kyler Murray. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's going to do great. I mean, um look at Josh Allen. I mean, he's really come in. He's, you know, he's he's taken kind of the game by storm there with them. Um, you know, and then you've even got some of these guys who are veteran and now that they're on a new team, it could be absolutely changing. I mean, think about the fact that Andrew, you know, uh, if you look at Stafford, you know, uh, he could be playing, you know, well into the time that, you know, like Tom Brady is right now and is, you know, 40, you know, um, I think that could be a big deal. So it, it's the game is changing and, you know, they're always trying to protect the quarterbacks and make sure, you know, they don't get hurt. And so I think that's where you're going to start to see some of these careers become longer and longer, you know, versus back in the day when they would just take those relentless hits and, you know, their careers didn't last as long. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but Justin Herbert's one of those guys, you know, he's going to do great. I think he's, you know, he's obviously, I don't think, performing as well as he did last year. Um, but, you know, I think they're a team that's going to continue to build and grow and get better. Uh, same with the Patriots, you know. And so it was just an interesting game because uh, I'm i a Patriots fan, like, through and through, you know. I love the Patriots week in and week out. I hated them last season while they were having Cam Newton. Uh, I wanted them to get rid of them, um, you know. But, I mean, I was very shocked that we were going to win this game. I, you know, obviously, I hope that we win it. Uh, I would love for them to win it. And then, you know, but reasonably, I have to think and say, you know, Chargers are probably going to walk away. And so I was very, very happily shocked when, when we came away with this win. Um, you know, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, the rest of the games this week really went, you know, kind of, kind of normal, kind of made sense you know in my head you know detroit lost again uh, i was very surprised that the titans colts game was the way it was it was very close uh the colts started out very very hot uh and i think if their defense hadn't let so many things up they would have won uh, i gotta be you know, honest the though pulled it off that's a i think that's a testament this week though to indianapolis i mean look look what happened with buffalo losing to tennessee and then indy does take it to overtime obviously they end up losing you know, but I, I I think that's kind of a testament to Carson Wentz is kind of a playing entry. You know, he's he's had the the double you know ankle injury and just some of the stuff going on there. You know, their old school veteran T. Y. Hilton is injured, but I mean, Indy is they're not you know they're not going down without a fight, and that's something that you wanted to talk about was playoff teams that are on the brink of missing out completely. Uh, and so I think for the Colts, I think that's a testament to they're not going to just roll over and die. They are not Detroit. You know, they're not Jacksonville. They're not, you know, the Jets. You know, they are they are fighting for whatever it's going to take for them to get there. So I think that's a bonus. Um, and on the flip side of that, Kansas City. Uh, oh, my gosh. Dude, uh, okay. What so is going on there? I have to say something about these guys. So, look, Washington, you know, so obviously they were a team in the playoffs last year. Um, obviously, the Cowboys are now at whatever health is allowing them to be better than the rest of the NFC East, which isn't hard to do on any given day of the week. You know, most high school teams could probably beat most of them. Obviously, I joke, but, you know, that's how it seems most of the time. So Washington is obviously a, a playoff team that we didn't really expect them to come back unless their defense was going to be awesome, and they had Fitzpatrick. Heineke's playing great, you know, but he's not Fitzpatrick. He's still got to learn. Anyway, but Kansas City, dude, the fact that you almost lost – to the Giants, yeah, that's weren't they weren't they at home? Wasn't Kansas City at home? Wasn't this game in KC? Yeah, it was at Arrowhead Stadium. Dude, you're in the hardest stadium, arguably, like in the entire NFL, to win in. You know, on on the road, and you you barely put up any points. You put up seriously one touchdown, right? Then they give one touchdown. No, they got two. Well, Casey I mean, we we touchdowns. we called it earlier in the year that Kansas City was going to regress. I mean, it was it was bound yes, to happen. I did call it. They but I did they not do have think some. They would regress so badly that they're going to almost lose to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it was just I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously, you know, we we had this conversation where you know I did say it was like, look, they're going to lose to the Ravens. They lost to the Ravens. I told you it was like, look, that Chargers defense is looking really good. That was Week Three. Uh, you know, they, they win by six points, uh, you know, so it was one of those things. Obviously they go out there, they beat the Eagles. Then they play the bills. Nice. Let's be honest. They don't even have Saquon. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, and they're, like, they're super, really? well, it, it, I mean, beyond that, I mean, if you start looking at the fact that uh, they're also were without Sterling Shepard, you know, a, a bunch of their players got hurt in that game and they still played them super close. I mean, I guess props to the Giants exactly. there. Um, but, you know, they, they lose to the Bills uh, that, you know, that's expected. The Bills are looking really good. Um, yes. You beat up on Washington, but, fine. Washington, I think, you know, t- like you said, Taylor Heineke, uh doing as good as i think as one could expect him to in this situation but i feel like if let's say and this is just really wild out there but i'm just throwing this for a point because he was technically somewhat available like let's say they had deshaun watson right um washington becomes a bit more viable at that point right because you do have scary terry you got some of these guys who can go out there and catch uh, but if you had that veteran quarterback, it eases that up a bit. And then they're, you know, they can start focusing on their defense who was supposed to be good this year. And then just isn't really there this year. Um, they lose yeah. to the Titans, uh, in, you know, a complete blowout essentially yeah. and, uh, props to the Titans. But I mean, that was just a complete regression for them. And then I don't know if they're just shocked going into this week against the giants after having, you know, been blown out by the Titans, but uh, this is going to be scary Jeez. for the Chiefs because they got to play yeah, the Packers. Packers. They got to play the Raiders. Raiders, and I know they're without Rugs now. I know they're without Gruden, but I mean the Raiders are still doing pretty great. I mean yeah, they're, they're fighting a bad season. They're fighting they're for each other. The Chiefs, yeah. yeah. And then they got to play and the Cowboys, and uh, I'm really the sick. Broncos of... are their easiest opponent for the rest of the season. Yeah, because even the Bengals, I think at this point, would beat them. Yeah, and so, so it's one of those things I, I you Cowboys fans drive me nuts. It's one down uh downfall to living in DFW is having to live it's downfall with downfall to liking football at all. We have to listen to you guys. Well, I it's mean, awful. let's let's be honest. There's a downfall in a lot of cities. It's it's hard to listen to the mass holes, right? Like sorry, man, but like just the the, the rain that is the mass holes, I mean it's just it gets really annoying because it's you know, they're like, oh, Bill Belichick, yes. Tom Brady. I mean, it's like, okay, but congratulations. You, see, you won is, Super is Bowls. Like, at least the Patriots were winning, right? So, like, you can hate them because they were winning. And, yeah, yeah the Cowboys. The same team wins. But the Cowboys didn't win. They didn't do well. Well, the and Cowboys historically talking. have won. I mean. Historically? Are we talking in the 80s? Well, I mean, 90s. they had, they had, yeah, in the 90s. I'm just saying, historically, <laughs> they have won. They're now, okay, yes. here's the deal, though. Since Jerry Jones took over, they've done shit because Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones won't sucks. give, well, yeah, he, and he won't give no. up any type of control. He only hires no. yes men um, to be his Pretty coach. I mean, J, you know, Jason Garrett goes off now. He's with the Giants, and now the Giants almost, you know, beat, uh, oh, man. well, I mean, of course, he is, you know, he is a coordinator there, but I mean, you know, um, you know, he's doing everything for the Giants now, and, uh, but I, I'm not big on Mike McCarthy there with the Cowboys. I mean, I realize, sure, they lost one game, but I, I it's, I don't know. I, uh, he makes some questionable stuff going on there for the Cowboys. I'm kind of like, eh, I feel like you could be better if you had a more reliable yes. head coach, but whatever, fine. They're, you know, they're one loss team. Um, but it's just, it's I don't know. It's so one of those pieces. Shocking. Yeah, I mean, don't be wrong. I'm I'm happy the Cowboys are, you know, they're having their one loss season and everybody's like, oh, it's the Cowboys year. Uh, to be honest, I think the Cowboys will probably get knocked out in the second round of playoffs if they keep this up. Um, you know, I think it was also hard. I mean, the the, the fact that Cooper Rush, who's never started uh, an NFL game before, came in and he did just good enough this week to get the win over Minnesota. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, yeah, I definitely thought Minnesota was going to win after I saw Cooper Rush was going to play. Um, yeah. Just because I know Minnesota has the has the players, 
Um, I don't know what was wrong with them this week, but I definitely think Minnesota should have won for sure. Well, I mean, it was just, it was back and forth. Um, that's how all of them penalties. Have done this season. Well, not all of them, but yes, they have. They're, they haven't not been this, in a single blowout game this. except for like one. Well, no, but what I'm saying here though, is that this was much more back and forth because the talent was very well matched up. Uh, I mean, look, look at, look, but I'm saying though, I mean, like, uh, well, no, I mean, they blew out the Eagles, um, the Eagles and the giants, but the Eagles game was also very close up until like the fourth quarter. And then the Eagles couldn't score anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, the Cowboys the, just scored like two more times. So it was a lot closer than it looks. I mean, but the yeah, Giants but game was a blowout, obviously from the start, you know, it's a giants, but like other than that, all their other games have been within a touchdown. Even even less. Yeah, but I mean, I, I will say though that this one, I think it's a, this one was probably the closest matchup, and that's without you know what uh, what would this game have looked like if they'd actually had uh Dak. Yeah, if they'd actually had Dak Prescott in. I mean, honestly, I, I wonder if it would have put the pressure on Kirk Cousins, and he would have played better. And I wonder if this score would have been higher. I honestly, I honestly well, would have would I think that because I feel like Kirk Cousins plays better against better opponents, and I don't know why. Well, I mean, here here's one thing that I will say though. I mean, you know, he was twenty three for thirty five. He had like an eighty eight passer rating. Um, so it's just it was it was kind of I don't know. But I mean, also if you look at this, uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, just didn't get it didn't get it going on the rushing game. The Cowboys shut that down. Uh, I mean, Elliott wasn't exactly fantastic. You know, he rushed for fifty yards. But, I mean, everything else, I mean, you know, Amari Cooper went out there and did it. CeeDee Lamb went out there and did it. I mean, even even Cedric Wilson, this was probably Cedric Wilson's best game. And uh, assuming that, as we just kind of talked about before, you know, before we started recording, uh, you get Michael Gallup back soon, and he'll probably, you know, he'll probably replace Cedric Wilson. Uh, it'll only make the Cowboys stronger there, and they still have a reliable tight end and, you know, Dalton Schultz. Um you know, so it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, but the Cowboys' defense, I mean, they, they looked pretty good. I mean, Michael Parsons, though, I mean, he had 10 solo tackles. Uh, I mean, he looked pretty good game. I mean, it, it's just one of those things, like, the NFL season is very, it's very weird this year. NFL is being funky, um, you know, and we're going to have a lot more teams ending. I don't think a single team is going to have only one loss by the end of the season. I don't think any team will go without having at least two, but probably three losses. Um, that's just because everybody's playing tough opponents and you just have a, a good chance of, of getting them once or twice, you know? And well, so, it's the phrase any given Sunday though. I mean, you know, just exactly. some of these teams so it, show up and the, the weirdest things happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely very interesting. Um, I, you know, going back to the initial question at hand, you know, which playoff teams from last year are going to miss out completely. Uh, I think the Seahawks are out. I don't think they're going to make it this year. Uh, Russell Wilson probably won't come back in time to save them, especially with how hot the Rams and the Cardinals are doing and how tight the NFC is. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, KC. I honestly don't know if the Chiefs will make make the playoffs this year because if the Patriots can keep winning, they're going to make it very, very, very tight uh, because then the Chargers and the Raiders are going to try to keep that top two spots um, so, you know, then you got, you got to try to get in the hunt against the chargers and the Patriots. Um, you've also got to try to fight against teams like the Colts, 
Um, and then you also got to fight the, against the Browns or the Steelers um, or the Bengals, you know, whoever ends up in second there. So really, if Kansas City wants to make the playoffs, they have to be second place um, in the West. And I don't know if they'll get first by the end of the season. I don't know. Um, you know, so it'll be very interesting to see, but I don't know if we'll be seeing the Chiefs going into their third playoffs in three years in a row. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And I think uh, with that, you have any, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I think with that, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, some of the news. There was some big news that broke right before we started the podcast. And then we will talk about some fantasy. All right, everybody, thank you for sticking with us through that break. And as we said, we were going to talk about some of the news. And right before we decided to record the podcast, uh, I'm sure some of y'all had seen that uh, Henry Ruggs was in an accident on uh, Tuesday morning, about 3.40 a.m. And he, I don't know if they said if he was intoxicated, but they charged him uh, uh, with two felony charges of driving under the influence of alcohol resulting in death and reckless driving. Now... Mike, here's something that's going to be interesting that I was looking into. Uh, and obviously, I'm not a lawyer. Um, but did you know that in Nevada, um, probation is not... Why do you say it like that? Nevada? <laughs> that's so funny. How do you yes. say it? Nevada? Oh, Nevada? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but in, but in, like the, in the state, like... probation is not an option for a conviction on a charge of DUI causing death. So that means that his possible sentence is two to 20 years in a state prison. If convicted, he can't, he, there, there's no chance of probation for that charge. So if he's convicted oh, of this, it's a minimum of two years. And then, um, the possible sentence for reckless driving is one to six years in a prison with probation available. But that means that he'd have to at least serve two to 20 for the first charge um, and then, well, I guess they could, they could let them serve concurrent sentences, but it wouldn't matter yeah, anyways. Probably tack it on at least. So minimum he's probably doing is at least three. Yeah, probably somewhere in there. Um, but I'm hoping he goes a little higher cause that that's not okay. I mean, he's 22 me. years old. He's driving a Corvette. I imagine it's probably a new one. You know, he he's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Vegas, obviously, you know, you, you hear about stuff like this all the time, you know, um, stars, you know, end up in Vegas and they get drunk. They decide to drive. It's just, it's a really stupid decision. Uh, obviously I, I we don't want to harp on it, but I mean, it's just, you're, he he's so young about at the beginning of the season. Uh, wasn't it this season that one of the top draft picks or was it last season that one of the top draft picks, like all, all of a sudden got brought up on these murder charges or something crazy. Right. And so, you know, we're seeing that happen more and more. Obviously, this is not, you know, premeditated murder, you know, or anything of the sort. This is vehicular manslaughter, you know, driving under the influence kind of thing. And so it's different. But still, like, these young kids, they've got to realize, like, if you want to party, you got to do it safe. You know, you got to be responsible. You know, you can't go out drinking and then go drive, you know, because what's the first thing you you – any any guy, you know, at least for myself, when I get in a car, I want to drive it as fast as possible. And I'm I'm sober. And if I'm driving a Corvette, Camaro, uh, Mustang, uh, any of the nice supercars like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, things like that, I'm going to want to drive it fast. Drunk me, if I was to get drunk and drive, I would probably 
go even faster than I would sober. So that's not safe. I mean, these young these young people, we, we're seeing these all the time. I mean, we even saw Richard Sherman was having some stuff, and he's not even that young. And so, I mean, this this is a recurring problem, and then I hate the fact that I see that these players get away with stuff like this all the time. Do you want to know what makes not, the situation worse? Cool. What? Okay. Ruggs actually lost a childhood friend, Rod Scott, in a car accident in 2016. And Ruggs pays tribute to him by putting up three fingers because Scott wore number three after big plays. And now I mean, he now he has taken a life in a car accident. Yeah, that's just one of those things where I don't think you should be let off easy for something like that because you made the decision to go party. And that's fine by me, but then oh, as soon is... as you make the decision to go drink or to go drive afterwards, I mean, you should you should be dealt with to the fullest extent until your punishment. I mean, his passenger is also in the hospital. Until he's as old as Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. uh, well, I mean, he he absolutely could. That would be the maximum end of his sentence would be twenty years. So he'd be forty two when he got out if he got a maximum sentence just on the first charge. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, an unfortunate it's, situation, though. It really is. I mean, yes, you hate to see a young no, guy and, fall to it, but I mean, uh, well, yeah, hopefully... you're also very sad for the family and everything. It's just, you know, it, it's just stupid. These young kids got to stop doing this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. They, because all it's going to do is cause a lot of problems for people coming into the league later on. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of restrictions. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're going to be constantly drug tested and and taking, you know, sobriety tests and things like that. You know, I would not be surprised if they start doing stuff like that if we keep seeing cases of DUIs and and things like that in the league um, across all the sports because we see it across every sport all the time. Well, you know what's, um, what's also sorry. bad is this isn't the first time this season we've seen this because was it Andy Reid's son who was let go by the Chiefs because he just had that? He's basically in that same... And obviously he's, he's older and, and knew better, but... <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't matter. You're an adult. You should know better anyway. Yeah. It, so no, I'm just saying that's crazy twice in a season. Here we are, you know, uh, and it is. Yeah. And obviously you just dealt with the fact that you just lost John Gruden. Now you're without Henry Ruggs. I mean, uh, this, this definitely doesn't help their situation uh, whatsoever. Yes. Oh, also, I don't think we mentioned it. Maybe we did and we just didn't touch it on enough. Henry Ruggs is dropped from the team. It was official as of minutes before we started recording. So, <laughs> sorry, depending on how you get your news, if you check out our podcast first, you'll hear it from us first. So that, that'll be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Ruggs just got dropped from the team. They waived him. I mean, he's not going to be playing in the league for a well, long, even long if he, time. If even if he can, yeah, I was about to say, even if he can come back, it'll be interesting to see what type of restrictions the league imposes on him or do they, you know, is he going to, I mean, obviously, let's say he serves his time, whatever the amount of the sentence is, whether it's a short or long sentence, um, it'll be interesting to see what the league imposes, if he'll have to do an alcohol rehabilitation program. Does he get one of those while he's in jail, if he's convicted? Does that count for the league, for that to happen to him? Um, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be very interesting to see what happens there, and uh if he's ever able to return. I mean, so my only thing is though, is obviously this resulted in death. So I feel like it's, it's different, but also similar to, uh, who was the guy that was always partying with Manziel? Um, Josh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of his name. Uh, what? Josh Gordon, Josh Rosen, Josh no, Gordon. Gordon, the guy that's Gordon. always smoking weed. Yeah. And he's always getting in trouble, you know? 
Like, yeah. you know, he gets in trouble all the time. Now, granted, I don't think he's killed anybody uh, yeah, while doing yeah. it, but I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, that we, we've seen where it's, they've been lenient in some aspects and then others they're not. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see like what Roger happens. I feel like going to start cracking on this stuff because I think, I think it gives football a bad name. And you know it's bad when the Raiders... Uh, it's bad across all sports. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks bad. It makes you really look bad. And I think Roger Goodell is starting to get a little fed up with it. Um, you know, with weed being legal, you know, across most states in the U.S., uh, at least in the states, I'm pretty sure it's legal in every state that has a football team uh, at this point. Weed? And so, yeah, I no. think so. Mm -mm. Is it not? Is no, it not legal in Texas? No, there's a, it's only legal in like six states. Oh, really? Oh, dang. I could have sworn it was legal and more. Anyway, you know, it's one of those things where I think as this these kinds of things keep progressing and more of these situations happen, I'm nearly positive Roger Goodell or at least the NFLPA is going to start saying, hey, uh, we need to start having some rules and restrictions um, because that is not not awesome. It's it's just really not. And I think it needs to stop across all sports. Um, and whether that's, you know, drug tests and sobriety tests throughout the year, you know, and constantly checking every week that they're sober and whatever. I don't know. I We have no idea. But it's to me, it's not OK, especially when people end up end up killed or hurt by it, because that's that's awful. I mean, I would hate to have that on my conscience, let alone, you know think to show up again in a few years after a, a sentence and then show up on a uniform you know on national tv and get paid millions of dollars again i mean i would that's just awful um well yeah so segue, our go out to that family as well of the victim's family so so to, to segue this um deshaun watson we, you know obviously the league hasn't said anything uh he was there was a lot of speculated rumors for different teams obviously the biggest one was for him to potentially go to miami and you know he came out and said miami is actually the only place i will waive my no trade clause to and brian flores in miami said oh well two is our guy we're not going to make the trade um i think you were a little bit skeptical you thought he was still going to end up making the trade but he they didn't thought, uh, so watson's not would, going anywhere you know yeah i mean Jeez, I can't stop coughing. Sorry, I'm a little sick. Um, but yeah, Tua, Tua's, I don't think, the solution. Um, I don't think, I think Brian Flores, I think if Watson didn't have those those legal troubles, you know, whether or not they're going to come out to be real and he's going to be guilty or whatever, you know, that's that's not the point. But, I mean, if he didn't have that against him, I, I would have bet Brian Flores would have immediately gone out and tried to get him. Um, just because Deshaun Watson is such a good player. I don't know. Um, I think I think the biggest the biggest piece there too is though is I just don't think. Uh, well, I think obviously the Texans still wanted a you know they wanted quite a bit in return for Deshaun Watson, and I just don't think that Miami was willing to trade Tua and give them enough draft picks, uh, you know that they were asking for for it to make sense. So from from my end, I just think I think that's where maybe they didn't align. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think it's a mix of things. It's too expensive for a risky pick, you know, for a risky player like that. Plus, you'd be losing, you know, a first round draft pick as of, you know, two years ago. And so it's just one of those things where if Watson didn't have those allegations against him, I think it would have happened. But with those allegations, it, it definitely made it a lot harder to make that decision. And he made it. So uh, Watson's going to stay with the Texans. Now, I will say um, teams that are making a big push, 
and kind of copying last year's Buccaneers are the L.A. Rams. Uh, the L.A. Rams started this season by getting Matthew Stafford, and then now they've acquired Von Miller uh, as of yesterday, and that was super crazy to hear. Um, I did not think Von Miller would be leaving the Broncos because he loves it there. Uh, they love him, and I guess the price was just right for them, and, and they, they gave him away, but now, man, the the Rams have a stacked D-line, just like the Buccaneers had last season and this season. I mean, it's huge. I mean, how can you have such two big edge rushers and then another defensive tackle in Aaron Donald? Well, That's so one huge. thing I want to say is, you know, Von Miller, he is from Dallas, Texas. Uh, he went to DeSoto High School. Um, so, I, you know, I'm very familiar, you know, having seen him uh, in, you know, some different uh, different levels here. But I will say, though, the one thing that obviously I know he's sad about leaving the Broncos because, you know, that's the team he's been with. But I'm also yeah. happy for him because this sets him up to potentially win a Super Bowl. Um, there's a lot of people on the Rams that I, I honestly would like to see win a Super Bowl, really. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yes. I'd love I'd love to see that redemption story of I was stuck in Detroit for so damn long. And now I got out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I am actually good. I promise. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that I mean, it's one of those pieces. But I mean, there's you know, I, I like head coach Sean McVay. Uh, yeah. You know, he you know he seems like a cool guy, and I, just as a general, you know, um, obviously you know there's a lot of speculation speculation about the fact that you know there's they're like oh there's just so many LA teams and you know all this stuff and blah 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 whatever. But I mean like the, you know the Rams organization, uh, you know they got their new stadium. The Super Bowl is going to be played there. Uh, I think it'll be really neat to get to uh to see if they could make it all the way. You know, I mean, it it would be very interesting uh to see, um, you know, the Rams win it. Uh, but with this team that they've got, you know, it will be interesting. Uh, it will be very interesting. And, and they also, waived Deshaun if, Jackson. Yes, uh, but we will get to that in a second. Hold on. Um, sorry. If the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. Sean McVay will officially be the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl because Mike Tomlin had that record last and he was 36, almost 37. He was like a month away from being 37. Sean McVay will be a month older than 36. So like, you know, he, he will have turned 36 in January and then he will win the Super Bowl in February, which will put him, you know, almost 12 months younger, you know, about 10 months younger than than Mike Tomlin. So that, that would just be a record set for, for Sean McVay. So it'd be a cool story all around if the Rams won. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yes, the Rams did wave Deshaun Jackson. Now, I don't know why and what was going on with that because I thought Deshaun Jackson was doing really well. I thought he was a key piece of that offense. You know, obviously, Cooper Cup has done everything. Um, like, Robert Woods has done absolutely nothing. So I don't really know exactly why he wanted to leave maybe he just wanted to get more playing time it'd be more of like wide receiver one not wide receiver three i don't know exactly what was going on well but... so his his 2.5 million or 2.75 million salaries guaranteed so if he clears the waivers the rams are still on the hook for the majority of his contract however there would be offsets if he signs with a new team and it was reported that he was willing to stay with the Rams. Um, but I, I think it was just kind of one of those things. Uh, he hasn't, I don't know. He hasn't necessarily been, you know, he's not, he's not the returner that he was when he was with the Eagles. 
Um, you know, he's a 14 year pro. He's been to three pro bowls. Um, and you know, they're on a seven and one start. And I just, I, I think necessarily, uh, I don't necessarily know how it makes too much sense. Um, I think their other reserve receiver was one of the wide receivers they picked up in the draft from Notre Dame. Listen, talking about him. Uh, Ben Skronik, I think is his name. I have no idea. I'm trying to find him right now, but I also can't find LA Rams roster. What'd you say? I think his oh, name is Ben Skronik. Skronik? Skronik? Yeah. 6'3, Yeah, he's a rookie. Yep. And he was, he was picked up out of Notre Dame, so I don't know. If they're, you know, maybe they're looking for something there, but I, I just, uh, yeah, Van Jefferson has been doing really well too. So, I mean, yeah. So I think, I think, uh, at some point, you know, he was, he was on a one year deal and I think maybe they're hoping that somebody else who needs help, whether, you know, maybe he ends up with the jets, uh, or, you know, just a team that needs some type of help and the they Jets, get the huh? offset. Well, I mean, just, I'm just saying somebody who needs huge. the help or, or the giants oh, yeah, even, saying, I think that would be huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he ends up with the, the right team. Yep. Yep. Browns, um, Giants, but the just, Washington football team could get him too. Just there, somebody. There are a lot of teams that could use a, a a good wide receiver, especially a veteran like him that could come in and help. Yeah, just just any, any team that needs the help right now, and uh, you know they get some type of salary cap relief from that, um, from the offset language that's in the in the contract. So, um, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know, but. Yeah, he's gone. So, so you just mentioned uh, the Browns who have OBJ, yes. and obviously he didn't get traded. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, did you see the the whole issue there where uh, OBJ's dad posted online and he, he talks about how uh, his son's not getting any looks from Baker? Um, I did not see that, no. Okay, so... Oh, I he, just see that right now. <laughs> yeah, so he posted online um, with, like, a bunch of check marks and stuff, and um, he basically said that Mayfield was either hating on Odell or he just doesn't want him shining or something to that effect. And, uh, you know, he had one catch for six yards uh, in last week's game, and I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it's... I don't know. I... I, I I don't think he's as good as, you know, what he used to be. Uh, he's definitely not the same player he was when he had played for New York. Um, and uh, I don't know that this is necessarily Baker Mayfield's fault. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think Odell may just not be the player he is anymore after all those injuries and things like that. I mean, he's still getting the ball thrown to him. Uh, let's see. I want to see his stats really quick. Where is the game? Come on. It's like loading and loading and loading. Um, so like last week, for example, his stats weren't awful, but they weren't great either. Um, so he got targeted one time. Wow. No, that was worse than I thought. Holy crap. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely not being, you know, he's, he's definitely not being targeted. Uh no, but I mean, even even if you go back and look at other weeks' games, you know, um, you know, the week before that at Denver, he had uh, two receptions on us, or he he had two out of six. So he had, you know, he had them, but he just didn't he didn't do anything with it. He only had twenty three yards. And then before that with Arizona, you know, he had five, he caught five out of eight um, for seventy nine yards against them. But 
you know, which is better, but uh, then go look against the Chargers, you know, he was two for three and uh, Minnesota, you know, he's two for seven. But just in general, I, I, I don't necessarily know that this is a Baker Mayfield issue. I just really feel like he's not necessarily the guy he used to be. And when you look at that team and who they have, um, now obviously uh, Ryan Switzer is on IR, um, but you start to talk about the fact that, you know, there is OBJ, there is Jarvis Landry, there is, uh, you know, People's Jones. I mean, you know, they, they have people there, um, you know, and they, they have a good team. So just kind of one of those, yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know, um, it's one of those of things stars and he wants to be, you know, he yeah. wants to be the primary guy. Well, and yeah, Austin no, Hooper totally or Kareem Hunt and Nick, Ch- I mean, you know, they just, they have, there's so much going on there and it's just like, what have you done yeah. for me lately? And it's just whether he's dropping balls or he's injured, um, you know, he's just not necessarily the same guy. And so I think that's, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd really like agree. to see. I mean, he's not catching a lot of his targets. And so I feel like he's getting less because, you know, if you're not going to catch him, I'm not going to throw him to you. Uh, that's kind of a similar problem that Brandon Ayuk had at the beginning of the season, um, kind of at the end of last season. You know, he had to fill in a lot for Debo Samuel while he was hurt. He was doing well, um, but then all of a sudden he started dropping some balls. And so, uh, you know, they stopped trusting him, stopped throwing him the ball as much. And so it's just one of those things, you know, you got to catch the balls, the receiver, and then, and then they'll trust you. And so um, it's probably, it's probably a, more of Odell's problem. I think he's just got to catch the balls that are thrown to him. And maybe Baker Mayfield's got to throw a little bit better balls. I know sometimes he throws some crazy ones that he really makes his wide receivers work for, but you know, ultimately that's, it's on Odell to catch the ball that's thrown to him. So, um, you know, it's interesting, but I think as a parent, he, you know, his dad's got the right to complain about his son not being targeted, but his son has also paid millions of dollars. I don't think it matters that much. Well, so, I think the, we'll I, I, he has the right to complain, but at the same time, if you just feel like, like, why are you complaining though for your son? Like, you know, like it, and like, is he not, can he not fight his own battles? And, uh, you know, look at what, what is your, what has your son done lately? You know, it's just like, why are you out there like blowing this up? Like it's Baker Mayfield's fault. Baker's out there going, trying to win, you know, they're, they were out there firing it off, you know, trying to win games. And, uh, you know, you've got so many people on the field, you can't hit everybody. And if, when you are throwing them to him, he's not making the catches. Why he doesn't become old, you know, you don't keep throwing to somebody who keeps dropping the ball, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would be useless. You'd lose every game at that point because you'd never, ever make progress down the field. So no, I, I totally get it. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it sucks. But at the same time, you have a job to do, and if you're not doing the job well, nobody wants to help you do your job better. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where Deshaun Jackson goes, and it'll be interesting to see what happens to Odell at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, it's it there's a lot of movement happening around the league, and it'll continue to happen. You know, maybe maybe I w- actually I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders go out and get Deshaun Jackson now that they've lost Rugs. It's that possible. Actually, yeah. would not be a bad idea for them. So. Maybe be on the lookout for that, uh, because that could be a very, very good idea. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, um, I know this is probably your favorite part that we're going to talk about now is fantasy. Um, obviously, we all know Derek Henry is out uh, probably for the season. I know some analysts are talking about maybe he can make, you know, a comeback for the playoffs. Uh, I doubt it. We'll see. It depends on how bad it is and with his surgery and stuff, how well his recovery goes, but you know, what, 
you know, obviously the playoffs for us, uh, fantasy wise, they're our fantasy season's over by the time fa- playoffs start. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter um, if he comes back then. So what can we do then to cover a star running back's loss? You know, who are we gonna pick up? Um, so most leagues by this time you're down to picking up a second string or a replacement for somebody. Yeah, so I think in this situation, uh, a lot of people know Adrian Peterson just signed with Tennessee. Now, I think the situation is going to be most similar to Le'Veon Bell having been waived by uh, New Orleans, and then he goes up to Baltimore, who had all of their issues with injuries, um, and he spent a week or two on the practice squad before finally coming over to being a player. So Adrian Peterson, uh, I think he's worth picking up if you have space available on, on your bench to be able to hold him if you were holding Derrick Henry. Um, I will say in the interim, um, potentially for one to two weeks, uh, just, you know, kind of how depending on things go, uh, you still have Jeremy McNichols, um, who is the backup. Uh, He does have 51 points on the season so far. He's averaging about seven and a half right now. Uh, But keep in mind, I mean, that's, that's just with him marginally, occasionally getting, you know, things when uh, Derek Henry, you know, needs a breath or, you know, they just have a different package rolling. So potentially there, you could hold him for a week or two, um, you know, and, and try to, you know, get them both, kind of have the cuff going, see what plays out. Adrian Peterson is, uh, shoot, how old is he now? Do you know? Adrian Peterson is 36 years old. Right. According so to his workout, he still looked like he had the acceleration and the speed that they wanted him to have it's not uh, so much in order that. to get past the line and to get to the, you know, to the secondary. It's not so um, much that. It's just in, in that in that age, though, at 36, I mean, you were almost 40. So think about I me. Mean, that is Tom Brady territory in age. You know, you're getting close to it within four, you know, four and a half, five years or so. Um, and you start to factor that. It's like, man, these guys hit a lot harder than when Adrian was in his prime. And uh, you, you got to think, I though, make a lot of people mad with that statement, actually. <laughs> I, I'm in a Facebook group and so many people that have watched football, you know, since obviously like the beginning of like the 90s and the 2000s. And I think they'd argue with that statement because it's gotten softer. Um, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that statement. I just think it's funny um hearing so many people argue that fact of whether or not it's getting harder or, or weaker well so let me I, I just think it's funny how much of a talk it is so nowadays. of the of the older running backs right now for 2021 um the average age of a running back in the nfl is 28 years okay so the one thing that i want to say is the running backs who are older though i mean let's let's be realistic how many of these guys are actually that useful okay Okay, so you've got Le'Veon Bell. He's 29, um, so older than the average, okay? Uh, but this season, he is useful because of how many injuries there were. Giovanni Bernard with Tampa Bay, he is 29, um, and he has 124 attempts so far. Um, then you've got Devontae Booker for the Giants. He is 29 and has 93 attempts so far. Um, let's see. Uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, he is 29 with 54 attempts. Uh He's not on a team, but he, I don't think he ever announced his official retirement. But you got Frank Gore. Um, you've got Carlos Hyde. You'd still have Mark Ingram at 31. Uh, David Johnson with Houston at 29. 
you've still got Jarek McKinnon for Kansas City. Um, he's at uh, 29. Uh, Kyle, the the guy for San Francisco, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he's at 30. Uh, Raheem Moster uh, for San Francisco, he's also at 29. Latavius Murray in Baltimore, uh, 31. Then Adrian Peterson at 36. Uh, and then you've got James White in New England at 29. So it's like you've already seen in some of those guys, they've already had their decline. And then and and they're right there at 30, maybe 31 for the most part. Some of them are at 29. But then you're going to tell me that he's going to come in at 36 and be as healthy as those guys even are or still have that same amount of conditioning. You know, so I don't know. Like we've already seen that, you know, the drop offs there where they are. None of them are just crazy fantasy wise so that's that's just my thought process from it. it's just he is definitely old uh especially for where the league average is you know yeah uh, i i just makes me nervous yeah yeah i mean it it's gonna make you nervous um but i mean we'll see uh obviously levy on bell's doing fine latavius murray you know it's these guys that sometimes make that comeback and you know others don't uh, so it will be interesting to see how AP does. Uh, McNichols will probably end up being uh, the the main guy, um, but we'll see. Obviously, uh, we don't know. They haven't said anything. They haven't moved him up to the official squad, the official roster. You know, so McNichols is looking to be the starter right now. Um, you know, there are other people that are stepping into roles. So obviously, Miles Sanders is out. Um, now, I'm not saying that because now I'm going to give you help for him. Uh, most people didn't even have him at this point in the season because he's been useless. Um, now, Kenneth Gainwell was looking to be really good, and then all of a sudden Boston Scott and Jordan Howard came in and said, sorry, rookie, you're not good enough yet. And they killed it last week. They got one less carry than than Gainwell, but they outperformed him. Both of them, I think, doubled his points, or at least almost doubled his points uh, last week. And so... Uh, those would be some good lookups. Uh, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Those would be some good looks. Uh, J.D. McKissick of the Washington football team with Antonio Gibson looking questionable from week to week these last couple weeks and coming up. He could be another solid pickup because he's a solid guy uh, in the receiving game as well, uh, especially with uh, Curtis Samuel not being so present in it uh, and, and Terry McLaurin having his little funk that we were talking about off the pod. Uh, you know, so those are some very solid guys that you could pick up uh, in in lieu of Derrick Henry. Okay, so, so I just wanted to run through this real quick. Um, we're almost out of time here for today, but I just wanted to go ahead and pull this up. So we're talking about AP being 36 years old. Uh, the last time he officially played uh, was last year for Detroit, and he went for 604 yards. Uh, in 2019, he rushed for 898 um so at 35 and 34 respectively and then if you compare that to frank gore who as i was just talking about he is uh 38 years old so in that same respective timeline for ages uh you know 653 yards respectively and 599 so that, i mean that that decline like it's definitely there uh so i definitely wouldn't expect the 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 same type of numbers that you would get out of Derrick Henry, obviously, and I would have to say Jeremy McNichols is probably your your most solid choice. And if you had to cuff it, I would say you could probably pick up AP. But I 
I feel like there's if there's better options, as you just mentioned, to maybe having McNichols or one of the other players available to you than looking at Derrick Henry's replacement. Yeah, yeah, uh, it'll definitely be interesting. Now, if you don't need to replace him because you've got other running backs you like, uh, then you can definitely try to just go pick up a wide receiver or even a, a solid tight end to be your flex to fill that position. Um, you know, so there are many options. I don't think with with how many people we've lost, you know, we've lost Saquon, we've lost, um, oh my gosh, who's the other guy? There's another top... We've lost all the Ravens guys, obviously, at this point. We lost one other star guy who's, CMC. or at least who's not doing, yeah, CMC, there we go. CMC is also out, you know, so really only Kamara and Aaron Jones are left, um, you know, but obviously the Saints are, are you know, weak tweak on whether or not Kamara's going to get a lot of points. And then uh, Aaron Jones, you know, he's consistent at a lot of points, but, you know, that at least that's only one guy you got to worry about going up against each week. Um, so if you can make up for your loss of points in other ways, then then definitely try to go out and do that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's that bad. But we are out of time. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening tonight. And uh, we really enjoyed, you know, recapping this crazy week we had and talking about all the all the crazy news with the trade deadline coming on uh, today and literally ending four minutes um, ago uh, as of our podcast recording time. And, uh, yeah, we really enjoy meeting with you guys every week. And don't forget to give us, um, you know, some things to talk about and, and getting to interact with you guys on our social medias at the Mike and Mike show and at the Mike and Mike show one on Instagram and Twitter, respectively. <laughs>